0: That's my attempt at um, like a Seinfeld knockoff. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's our intro music. Uh, <laughs> letting you know that we're we're going to jump into uh, our second mini-sode. Hope you're excited.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a break from our normal uh, one-hour episodes. Uh, go ahead and grab some coffee, grab some wine, grab some extracurricular activities. Some rabbit blood. Whatever you feel the need to do. To consume at the moment. Um, for
0: this, we're gonna break format a little bit and just talk about whatever we feel like. Yeah. So, buckle
1: up. I have something. Uh, remember, like a couple of episodes back when we were talking about what our favorite um, sto- scary stories to tell after dark were.
2: Oh, that wasn't a real episode. It
1: was. It wasn't a real episode.
2: We <laughs> recorded it. We didn't do it. Yeah, oh. we didn't publish it.
1: Oh, oh. Shit, okay, then this is perfect. Okay, because I was going to say that Jay said what his favorite story was and Chol said what her favorite story was, but I never said what my favorite story was.
0: Yes. and I hope they know I'm Chole. <laughs> of course you're Chole. Who else would it be? I don't know. It's not a
1: name. Have they well, heard you call me Chole yet? Yeah, I call you Chole okay. on the podcast pretty often, I think, in my opinion. I don't know. Because, like, if anyone...
2: I have the answer, but I won't tell you.
1: <laughs> Do you know? I've listened to her stuff a lot. Well, yeah, because you edit
2: it. And then I listen to it afterwards, and then again afterwards. And Why then... are you
0: withholding this kind of information? Just tell us. Why won't you tell us if Just she's say called it. me troll? For
2: suspense. What kind of suspense is this for?
0: You're suspended.
2: <laughs> oh Teacher no, Chloe! Coming you at have you. never called her Cho on the podcast, but you only say her name once an episode, or she says her name once an episode, because we don't usually address each other by name while we're talking to each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jay, you and I should always address each other by name so that people can tell we have different who's voices Jay and who's troll
2: yeah on, on these newer ones it's going to be more clear because i have more of a ah! voice in here Whoa. So voice is more like delicate and nice and like a flower fuck you do you wow, think wow
0: that's that a you're lot of animosity right? do you think you're a pterodactyl
1: <laughs> yes
0: wait what's your spirit animal
1: what is your spirit animal?
2: I don't know. Something small and shaky. That's what I was thinking. A chihuahua. <laughs>
1: no. A <crazy>. chihuahua dactyl. <laughs> I don't want to be bald, guys. No. It's a real concern for me. That it won- is a real wait, concern for wait, me. Wait, what does that wait, have to do wait, with chihuahuas? Wait, wait, wait. There are long-haired chihuahuas. Thank you very much. And poster chihuahuas, chihuahuas are, are cool. ugly. <gasps> you take that. You're more of a bunny. Thank you. Yeah. That's a, cute. a malnourished bunny. Oh, what? Because it's always shaken.
2: Bunnies <laughs> are just scared anyway, but... You're a giraffe. You're a panda. I don't know. I was just. I like how they don't know
1: who you were.
2: Right. I just imagine me sitting on the ground like I am. But my neck is so long
0: that the mic is so much taller than yours. Anyone who doesn't know (laughs) Chloe. um, I'm six feet tall. No. Um, Four of those feet are my neck.
1: No. (laughs) Four of those feet are my
0: neck. Your body only takes up two feet. My body (laughs) takes up about a foot and a half, and then there's
1: my head. Yeah. (laughs) You're so dumb. (laughs) I'm so glad that we have this in recorded form. Oh, this is so good for my soul, making y'all giggle like this. You're so fucking funny, dude. I tell you all the fucking time. So tell us about Scary Stories, Sam. Oh, I will, Sam. Okay, let's go. Um... (laughs) (laughs) The scary story that I'm going to talk about is from Scary Stories to Tell After Dark. Um, no, it. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it's called High Beams.
0: Why are you doing this? Why am I doing what? Reading a scary story.
1: Because I wanted to. No, but I'm scared. Good. No, be still- I can hold your hand, baby. I like how Jay's hand barely goes out in Chloe's long, beautiful, glorious... Giraffe, ethereal like. arm. <laughs> no, because your body's only.
2: <laughs> Hold my hoof. <laughs> I wish I was your height. You're what? Two inches taller than me. Shut. up.
0: <laughs> Don't tell them I'm a serial killer, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Reoccurring theme. I am, uh, Captain Crunch. Fuck out. Um, actually, Chloe, um, I need to un- know your prowess of the oh, wow. literature world in this instance, um. If this is a story that is on scaryforkids.com. is released uh, and it has like ads on it and stuff. But like, can I read this directly or do I need to omit some stuff? Um, Just as long as
0: you say what you're reading or like who it's by or where it's from and you make it clear that you're quoting something else and you're not using your own words, it doesn't matter.
2: Bet okay This is i mean youtubers a- get get tons of money from just quoting reddit, reading reddit posts out to people okay yeah, yeah but that but those. like
0: seriously i i do want to be you know this is something of that other people's work Chloe is yes. anal about because i was a copy editor for like two years and don't you know this is published
1: works
2: <laughs> and i I'm know i major. try I, like, to source I, all the stuff that i'm not too drunk to remember to source
0: all all it is is just like if you're going to read someone else's words, just say that you're reading someone else's words and give them credit because they wrote that. It took
1: them a while. This their information story to from my childhood, I did not write. It is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and it is by uh, an author named... Uh, Are you going to read it to Sam, us? Sam,
0: were you hoping to cut out the part where we uh, discuss plagiarism because you started saying that? As I was finishing up a word, so it's
2: going to be in there. No, no, you I don't mind. I think it's okay.
1: important. I mean, whatever, okay. it doesn't matter. Are you going to
2: read it to us in yes, like I a am. sexy voice? I want you to read it in a sexy voice. Like oh, it yeah. can't be your voice. It has to be sexy storytelling voice. Because I'm not interested unless it's that. You're
1: gonna get what you're gonna get. That's because
2: you're a rabbit, and I constantly procreate. Yeah, sorry, um, I bumped the mic. So hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: I
0: bumped the mic and I don't know if it fucked things up. I just wanted it to like settle. So it wouldn't ruin your audio. <laughs>
1: now you can read. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. That's actually very courteous. Thank you. That is very courteous. Hi, Twy. You want a little star? We can put it on your calendar. Um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, High Beams, is by Alvin Schwartz. And I'm getting this from a website called Scary Stories. No, scaryforkids.com. <laughs> oh, my God. This That's is so perfect creepy. for us. Because I am a baby. Okay, so this story was like fucked me up as a kid and it is just one of those things that I think about all the time even now as an adult where I am driving alone or anything like that, I think about this story and <gasps> I know it. <sighs> you know it? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about cuz it
2: freaks me out too. I so, don't know this go one. On. <gasps> okay, so I'll
1: um, I'll start reading it.
0: <laughs> Let me get all safely swaddled in this blanket so i can hide from the bad guys and the monsters in your store ooh the bad news
2: but no. the bad guys are here with you right now Stop. it's me and sam
0: billie eilish i'm
1: a, I'm a bad, bad guy boom 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 doop okay um <clears throat> as the woman drove down a deserted highway she noticed a lone pair of headlights quickly approaching her, her car from behind And when the car came closer, she noticed that it was going to overtake her. That wording seems weird. The car drove up beside her, but then the driver suddenly swerved back behind her. She started getting nervous and kept an eye on this strange car in her rearview mirror. The car pulled up dangerously close to her rear bumper and began flashing its high beams at her. The headlights dimmed for a moment, but then the high beams flashed again and the car behind her surged forward. The car followed her very closely and on tight curves or over hills. He would flash his high beams on and off. The frightened woman struggled to keep her eyes on the road and fought the urge to keep looking at the car behind her. Finally, she approached her exit, but the car continued to follow, flashing its high beams again and again. The terrified woman took out her mobile phone I don't remember this part, and dialed 911. And when the operator answered, the woman screamed into the phone. A car is following me. He keeps tailgating and blinking his lights at me. The woman gave her her address. And in a few minutes, she saw the red and blue lights of a police car in the distance. She breathed a sigh of relief as she pulled into her driveway. But suddenly, the strange car pulled into the driveway behind her and began blinking its lights on and off like a maniac the police car screeched to a halt on the woman's front lawn and the two police officers jumped out with their guns drawn. They pulled the man out of the strange car and forced him to lie down on the lawn and then they handcuffed him as he screamed, there's someone in her car, there's someone in her car. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Always
2: check your back seats, kids. Like, I don't even care if it's paranoia, but always check your back seats.
1: The woman screamed, but when she turned around, she saw the bloody corpse of a murderer fall out of her back seat. There was a large butcher knife still clasped in his cold, dead hand. Wait. What? Except his hand would have still been... Why was he dead? We start that par- paragraph oval. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two policemen suddenly pointed their guns in the woman's direction and fired. The woman screamed, but when she turned around, she saw that the bloody corpse of a murderer... <gasps> fall out of her back seat oh. and there was a large butcher knife still clasped in his cold dead hand except his hand wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been cold, cold yet <laughs> yet and um
2: if i was a murderer that's how i would go
1: only if i
0: was a little bit taller all she knows is that there was a dude with a knife in her back seat maybe he wasn't gonna murder her
2: <laughs> yeah he could have kidnapped her and like um... <laughs> he could have
1: just used it as he a could threatening have used measure for, to like, like assault like her yeah, or Ooh, hold her for ransom. I,
2: I watched three hundred and sixty-five days yesterday, which is like uh, oh, Fifty Shades of Dark yeah, I think you would enjoy it in a bad way. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, bad, I, I was just thinking about the whole premise of how they fall in love after she he kidnaps so her, her and, syndrome. Yeah, it's awful.
1: It's it's a horrible romance. You know, murderer falls out of the car, um, cold hit hand oh, <clears throat> the police searched her backseat and found duct tape. A blindfold. And a pair of handcuffs lying there. Oh, so he was
2: going to kidnap her.
1: At least. At the very least, we know that. The woman realized that the man in the strange car had been trying to save her. And when the police released him, he explained that as he pulled up behind her car and his headlights lit up her back seat, he had seen a man with a butcher knife raising up behind her. Just as the madman was about to stab her, he flashed his high beams and the figure crashed back down. I flashed my high beams. Every time I saw him raise that knife, he said, this doesn't quite read like how I remember it. No, I not think at it's all. I think it's been updated and it yes. must be a yeah. variation of it. That's how they're able to put it out on the website because yes. I don't think it's actually verbatim what was in the book
2: well like that story and a lot of story stories from um scary stories to tell from the dark is just like fairy tales where these were campfire stories spoken by word so there's going to be a ton of variations based off the version you heard just like
1: uh mine
2: yeah yeah okay cool i'd like to read a
0: story if i may what kind um Well, it's a piece of microfiction, so it's, like, barely over a page long. Micro. Um, Yeah. Uh, I remember reading it in a class once and thinking it was kind of eerie, so I'll read it
1: now if y'all are good with that. Yeah, man. Whatever makes your heart sing. Ah. Oh, it works.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is from Microfiction, an anthology of really short stories. Um, Does it say really short on it? Yeah, with like the really in italics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really short stories.
0: Um, It's called Eclipsed by Robert Schuster. Anxious not to miss the coming darkness, Gavin woke early and watched Dad construct the viewers from boxes. Behind his pile of aluminum foil, cardboard and glue, Dad said, You see, when the moon passes in front of the sun, like this... He held up his hairy fists before his eyes. My head, the earth, gets dark. The hour approached. Standing expectantly on the front lawn, their backs to the sun, they donned their viewers. Muffled by cardboard, Dad's voice sounded distant. See the black dot? That's the moon. Gavin watched the white and black dot converge, his moist fingers pressed against the box. Twice he glanced through the neck hole to see if his body was wilting. Or his feet sinking he imagined the darkness moon darkness coating his hands there came the distant voice completely covered hell the next time this happens i'll be dead gavin shook off the viewer the summer grass was brown the sky purple he looked at the forbidden sight the covered sun the patched yellow eye and tried quickly to imagine his father dead and himself a man to imagine years passing as the earth spun a thousand times, Dad darkened, stood still, his square cardboard head bent to the ground, a space creature. Gavin jammed the box on his head. He wanted the sun.
2: Damn, I guess it's that kind was of really like a good storytelling, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love microfiction because it condenses a story so much that you just get like the really essential emotive elements out of it what i like about this story and why i decided to read it after sam read a story is that like you know when you're a kid and an adult will say something to you that they don't realize is probably not the best thing to say to a kid with limited knowledge and a crazy active imagination and probably a lot of anxieties um to say the next time this happens i'll be dead is heavy for mm-hmm. a child who's you know younger, like this kid probably is.
2: That's why right. thinking
0: of his dad as like a space creature looking guy, and like I don't know, maybe this connects or like resonates for me because like some of my earliest memories are of like being afraid of like eternity or the the notion of the infinite because people would talk to me about God and Jesus and. That's how I was raised, and you know, it's like, oh, you're gonna go to heaven forever. And I was like, forever. Yeah, I can't wrap my mind around that. It I, freaked me out. It kept me up at night. I would cry about it. And it just, about
1: going to heaven forever. About yes. the notion of
0: forever, because I, I, it, I understand it didn't what said. Inside my I worldview, my paradigm, had. I can't, I can't wrap my head around the concept that it would never end. And to me, it was scarier to think about going to heaven and being happy forever than to just have like an end date where my brain switches off. I'm like, I don't just it just keeps going and going like I don't
2: really want that it's it's a common fear and it's one of like the most intrinsic fears that some people might experience it manifests differently but the idea of the vast being so small time being endless and that kind of stuff those concepts can be really scary
1: I honestly have never had a fear of forever I think I've always taken comfort in the word forever or eternity and I think it's because also growing up in a very Christian household forever and eternity have always been like comfort words for us because it's just like you know we will be together forever we will be a family in no eternity what. And, what, and it's like it's it's an eternity thing and i'm like oh cool cuz i already had so much like uh, a lot of people say they grew up close to their family but like i grew up really close to my family because we mo- i moved around so much com- in a military household that they're like all I had I was like the concept of other people having lives was what messed me up more than like the concept of forever because to me humans and conscious other conscious people just came and went so often that I was like wow they continue having a life after they're out of my view and that was just like the moment when I was like my brain like exploded, and I was like, Wow, people exist outside of my plane of knowing. There's actually, <laughs> you know, I remember
0: when you would see a teacher at the store and be like,
1: You don't live at school. Well, my mom's a
2: teacher, so I, I've always understood that. But um, <laughs> I actually
1: um, never in our encountered teachers outside of school. The really? one there, I, there was only one time that ever happened to me, and it was because my kindergarten teacher, when I first moved to Texas, came to talk to my parents one on one because she was so mean and she hated me so much. And I'm like, how do you hate a kindergartner? Um, yeah. But like she had so many grievances against me. And then she came to talk to my parents one-on-one because she ended up getting cancer and she was quitting to mm-hmm. like deal with that. And she wanted to come and say good, like talk to the parents of each individual cat child and let them know what's going on. But my parents were like, not nice about it oh yeah and i I just remember like seeing her at my doorway at my grandparents house because we all lived together at the time and i was just like what is she doing here and then like years later my parents told me what, what happened but like i was like oh well oh
2: <laughs> there is a word and i forget what the word is but there is a word of that feeling of realizing that everyone around you has A consciousness and a life that you'll never know anything about. And I think that's beautiful. Like whenever people realize, oh, this is like a whole different system and mechanism than my own. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's some beauty to that. You know, there's so much, you know, mystery and like romance. I don't know. Oh, yeah.
0: That's how I feel about it now. I really love the idea that like time and space are – infinite as far as we know and we have such a limited working knowledge of the world around us and like i don't mind being insignificant i still can't wrap my mind around the concept of something infinite but like it doesn't scare me the way that it used to because i have a more like sophisticated brain but as a small child it was like i don't get it that's freaky and like in this story i think part of the reason it resonates with me so much I mean so much I say that like it's really significant it's not um hey to it me it can be significant no, it, to it, you it's not I just remembered it from several years ago um because that like significant I guess that, that does I, I, mean I just significant. I just don't want to imply that it's like my favorite thing and I just shared something like really important to me but yeah the reason it, it holds some kind of significance for me it's because like it just relates really, at least how I perceive like this kid is like going through this life this day. I relate to that because it's like, it's a cool thing, the eclipse, you know, it's weird and otherworldly and strange and it only happens in once, once in a while. And that kind of stuff can be really fun for kids. You know, it's a special occasion. You get to make a weird sort of craft and like, you know, you learn a little bit about like the earth and stuff. It like, it's stuff that you never really have wrapped your head around. And then for an adult to say, like, well, first of all, like, you look around and the earth is blanketed in darkness, everything's strangely colored, you know, your dad is like this dark figure with a thing on his head that makes him look like an alien, and he's talking about, like, the next time this happens, I'll be dead, that's such, like, I guess there's just, like, so much imagery, and it's such a, like, full moment if that makes any kind of sense that like I don't know like in my imagination the kid just gets like overloaded with imagining his dad dead and the world dark and scary and unfamiliar and he just wants sun and stability and what he knows and there's something very vulnerable and real there that I connect to you know and it's just like one of those things that on the surface, doesn't sound like it would be scary. (laughs) But in a child's mind, I don't know. That's the thing that kind of scares me about being a parent one day. It's like, you never know (laughs) how you're going to affect someone, you know, just being like, oh, what a rare occurrence. This won't happen again in my lifetime. But they are like, you're going (laughs) to (laughs) die. The world is scary. Like, now I feel unsafe when I think about the eclipse instead of a sense of awe like you do.
1: A a question, though, like... What in my story reminded you of this story? It was really just the
0: fact that you decided to read
1: a short, scary story. I was like, oh, I have a book of really, really, really short stories. And I remembered this one.
0: Um, and just was, like the eeriness of it. I was that like was waiting so
1: I was waiting so like on the edge of my seat, like, where's the connection? Where's the connection? Where's the connection? And I'm like, oh, it's just a story, it's a short story.
2: Um Yeah, that was
0: it. I was like, oh, it'd be fun if we just read some stories today.
2: Uh I mean, I'm not going to go into this because uh, we're running out of time, but the thing is, like, I think mortality is uh, such a natural thing that we all have to learn to grasp sometimes. But Mm -hmm. in the culture, at least, that we live in that I've experienced, there's so much resistance to it when I think it's just so much easier for a mental state. To accept this fact and know it's not a good or bad thing, it's just a natural part of life.
1: I honestly would say that my Hispanic upbringing, we talk about death like pretty freaking often. Um, it's like one-on-one. It's kind of like the whole like, how do I say this without saying the word like 30 times, but. Whew. Death is such an everyday topic. Very... It's very comforting because we don't, at least in my the Hispanic community that I grew up in and my Mexican culture, uh, we don't feel like death is the end. And we're like, oh yeah, no, they're waiting for us and they're watching over us and your family's there for you. That's why we have Day of the Dead and the other listen, you know, San And I think
2: that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're like very connected with our dead. Like they once someone passes They're not like unless you like and it's each individual person, of course, I'm not going to speak for every single Mexican, every single Hispanic based person or any uh, Latin American people. But like it is such a reoccurring theme to be like, well, that's not the end, because Mm. in the end, we're all together and they're just waiting for us. And it's like we have when we have Day of the Dead or any of that thing, we we're just like, oh, they're here right now with us. That we just can't see them. So we're just – like people always have like – you can have a shrine in your house. And I think also other cultures have something similar to it. When I found out in Asian cultures they put up shrines for their family like that, I felt so connected to another culture that was separating us so far. Oh, yeah. The way
2: that um, Asian cultures – Um, deal with death and their belief their spiritual beliefs are very reminiscent to hispanic cultures yeah
1: i I felt Um, so connected to another culture that like separated us by an ocean that i was just like oh look they do the exact same thing we do for grandpa every october that's really cool but i think that's all the time we have for today um i think i would like
0: to do an episode about like different cultures and uh countries like uh,
1: death traditions because oh, um, yeah. there's a huge variety. I love it. I love this conversation. I'm glad. I'm so happy every time we start a conversation not knowing where it's going to end up. I love chasing rabbit holes. You guys know I would love it. We I love st- that
2: we read to each other today. Oh, so I love how dark this <laughs> got intimate. and emotional that we got. Like we really showed some of ourselves today. Gross. Yes.
1: I was just about to say <laughs> the same thing. Never mind. <laughs> Don't be
2: sentimental. Show yourself
1: emotions, feelings, no. honesty,
0: <laughs> vulnerability. Not
1: into it. But I just want to say thanks for listening to us today guys. I know it's like a short clip. It's not as long as our normal ones. Um but I just want to say thank you so very much for um the time and effort that you guys give us. And what? What effort? They have to listen. They have to listen. I hope it's not effortful. And they're com- they're communicating with us on our social media. You yeah, can that's, find us that's true. on Twitter Instagram and Facebook at filthy loose
0: we apparently have about 30 unique listeners I hope so or maybe I'm a super little bit excited less. about this that blows my mind because so far I haven't told very many people and most of them I'm like wait don't listen yet I want I want to make sure that it's like really good which is dumb
1: <laughs> That's so mean I know no, no which, I've
2: been thinking uh, you can
0: uh, we it was it was close, just me being, we'll being self-conscious this at this point like I'm I'm very happy to share it. I just had to get used to it. but uh, Yeah, we have 30 unique listeners right now. blows my mind. I don't know who you guys are. You're like in different states and stuff. But thank you. Thank you, random strangers. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening.
1: Um, Follow us on Twitter, please. And Instagram, (laughs) at Filthy Loose. I think we plugged it twice now, shamelessly. Keep listening. And please email us. At FilthyLoose at gmail.com. You think we're joking, but we're not. That's like our real email. It is. It is. We're here to make you
0: scream and cry and sometimes hopefully laugh. If there's something you want us to talk about.
2: I'll start plugging the stuff we'll in the description too so yeah. that people can see the written version.
0: Yeah. What were you saying, Sam?
1: I was going to say if if somebody wants uh, us to talk about a specific topic and they don't think that we'll get to it <gasps> naturally, they should just send it to us and see yeah. What we Yeah. That's a great idea. Submit your ideas. We'll talk about whatever you want. We love to learn. But, I mean, no guarantees, I'm not going to lie. I have, a le- a, like, a list as long as my arm of things I already want to get to. <laughs> but I just want to say to all of you guys, Is there if there's anything else that you want to add for the mini I have to pee so bad, so I'm waiting for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. We love you guys very much. So much. Thank you for all you do, Creepsters. Say bye, guys.
2: Bye. 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 I have no idea what's going on. I'm tipsy, but this is really funny.